Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Purpose here for another week. Today it's Nelson and Kevin. Howdy. And a special guest today, Mr. Tyler Ayers. Um, the pressure's on, I guess. It is. It's, it's, we're counting on you. No pressure. We're, None. we're a bunch of degenerates here. So. Yeah, yeah. You'll fit right in. You'll fit hey, yeah. right in from what I know, <laughs> from what I've been told. <laughs> No, we're excited. Uh, we're excited to get this podcast going. It's been uh, been an excited one to get in the world, and you know, and just going. And uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about getting you know a guest on for a while, and Tyler was um, spoke at the baccalaureate so- service here. Uh, what was it last? The Friday before last, uh, or Monday? Last Monday. Yeah, last Monday. Last Monday, and. Um, and uh you know i've i i know his story but just hearing him articulate it like i just thought you know what like this would make for a great story to 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 talk about here on this on this show yeah yeah and i you know just from uh my sister-in-law just graduated this year so she participated and um it was it was interesting to hear even the family and her talk about how um how impressed and how how much they enjoyed what you spoke about at, at the event. Yeah, I'm I'm I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh we'll get into that here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to start with a little bit of news. Uh keep it short just cuz I want to focus on the uh the guest today, but um what I got in the news today is it is Memorial Day weekend. And that is a very exciting time. Yes. It's a big 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 event. Do you have plans? I'm going to Kentucky. Taking the little one to Kentucky for the first time. Ooh. So that'll be a fun trip. Yeah. Yeah, nice restful relaxation with the family. That's not going to happen. I have a, well, a six-week-old, so it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that it was, uh, there there was anything going on this weekend until I was listening to a show today, and they're like, talked about a three-day weekend. I'm like, what's going on this weekend? And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's an important weekend. It's it's in a weekend so we can remember uh, those service members that um, did not come home and died while serving our country. Yep. And it's a humbling time to really just uh, take some time to you know just take not take for granted our, our the freedoms that we have and what's been sacrificed um, to have those freedoms here at home. Absolutely. So, but uh, you know, other than that, news. Um, <sighs> George Floyd death was a year ago. Are you year. serious? The one year anniversary was this week, and it's 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 hard to imagine that it's been a year. Yeah, but it seems forever ago. But it seems like it just happened. Somebody said the other day we were talking about something even like even like the pandemic starting, like being a year over a year ago, like a year and a few months. Like this just, last year's felt like an eternity. It has, but gone by quickly. It's yeah. it's a very strange feeling for all of us, really. Uh, but we'll jump into a little review of um, Kevin's sermon from Sunday. Um, he went down the hope race and uh, hope race and power. Yeah, yeah. I had a I got a call this week, and they said uh, they said, "Do you how many people you think won't come back this week?" <laughs> that was the question <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, I, I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know." Those are there are issues that we have to talk about. Like we have to talk about politics. We have to talk about 
race. We have to talk about how we're going to deal with people, you know, especially in our culture today. And and that was really the focus is, you know, hey, listen, regardless of the differences that we have culturally, those are important for one thing because those differences help us to see the Bible in a way that we never would if we didn't have those differences, um, those different perspectives. And and culturally, that's a big deal because there are, th- there are things that you'll look at in, in Scripture and, and they'll just seem like, okay, I'm just another, another day in the Word, you know, and, and, and it's good. But the other side of that is someone may look at that same scripture and and have a better perspective, a clear understanding of it because of the environment they grew up in and the culture they grew up in. And so for us to do the hard work of studying the Bible together, I think is an extremely important thing and making sure that, you know, we're not just taking our life experiences and forming, you know, our opinions on something, but we're actually understanding that hey there may be people that can that can that have a perspective on this that that can open this up in a way that I never thought possible that that's a big deal and it's understanding the value that we all have regardless you know of our political leanings regardless of where we grew up regardless of our skin color regardless of our nationality we all have value god created every person not just the ones that we like and and that's a big deal to recognize and realize um, as we read the Bible, as we develop a community of believers here at the Leesburg Church of Christ, and I think the bigger church as a whole, you know, um, because I think we can get into our little bubbles and forget some of that stuff. Sure, locally, I mean, we can get into our little microcosm here that we live in and just really focus on that and, you know, and not interpret it in a different way. And, you know, one of the things that you said this weekend was that racial and cultural differences are real. And that's, I mean, that's an important thing. That's something I learned with my travels. And, how big this world is and how different people can, can be. Uh, it's easy to get, you know, kind of blinded by being local and staying local and not really realizing some of the other experiences that people do experience in life. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it plays into even some of the, I mean, you talk about George Floyd, you know, some of the things that have happened there with policing and, you know, even how we see that community dealing with this situation. And I mean, I, you know, as a white kid in a small town, like, you know, thinking about that, like, there are a lot of things that, I, you know, I I disagree with, but I don't I don't think that just makes them wrong because I disagree with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And we have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the answers here. Right. Uh, we need to be willing to listen and hear. Mm-hmm. And Wait, that's-, that's the same thing. Well, listen is the critical part of that. Yeah. 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 yeah there's but hearing many- is critical to <laughs> <laughs> and understanding and in contemplating what they say for sure but uh after that we'll just go ahead and get right into it um i think it's going to be a good day yeah yeah um like i say you know we we uh we wanted tyler on to really to tell his story um and we'll have fun i don't think we're gonna have to censor anything are we uh, this might be the first church podcast with a little e on the next to it. Yeah, I don't know. How- <laughs> Just kidding, mom. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> no no bleeping. No bleeping here. No. Okay. No. no, um I had the opportunity to coach Tyler when he was a freshman and then I was an assistant coach when you were when you played on the reserve team. Um so I've known Tyler for a while. Um 
But I'm, I mean, I was a pretty great coach though. Uh, yeah, we we definitely made you guys look good. But that's, that's, that's how good our team was. We can make coaches like Kevin and Jared. Just kidding, Jared. But uh, no, in all honesty, like you guys, kind of like transferred like our mindset when we played because like up until JV ball, we hadn't really had to play with anybody else. It was just kind of you know we called ourselves the Fab Five, so we were good if playing then but you bring other kids onto the playground changes kinda, things yeah Dynamic. so definitely uh the, the coaching i don't know on the court but off the court man with some of your uh the, <laughs> the nerf gun battles at your house i don't i don't wouldn't know if you would consider that team bonding or <laughs> just a bunch of big kids playing with toys <laughs> yeah probably more that more goofing off yeah i was I was single at the time. And it's so. used for him to buy Nerf guns. Is what yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I had the money at that time to yeah. do it. And, you know, when you're when you're trying to do that when you're in high school, like you don't have any money, but like when you get a little bit older, you can you can buy toys. <laughs> so no, we we did. I was single at the time, and so like I had my house, and then it was uh, my brother lived there, and then I don't know if Jason was Jason Bowl there. Jason Bowl lived there later, but was he there at the time? I, I don't think he. Justin Gross might yeah, have been. Though. I think he was. And then Jared would come over, and you guys would kind of invite yourselves over, be like, we're coming over. and You had that house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But it was fun, man. It was fun, and I, I got no respect as a coach, I'll just say. I remember we would just – they were a really good team, five of them. Um, and really, I thought it, it kind of went – you maybe had like six – you had six or seven guys that – yeah, I think we had like seven total because that, that's not a real deep bench. Especially no, when, it was a very small team, yeah. but everybody was, everybody was pretty good. Yeah. And they had they had their own niches. Everybody had their, their niche. But um, we would, I mean, we we would kill teams. Like, we would absolutely murder them. And, and then we'd get to the end of games, and I'd be like, all right, fellas, you know, let, let's slow down. This group, man. Like they're shooting threes at the buzzer when we're up like thirty points or something. Like I'm, I'm screaming as 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 their fans are like booing us and their coach is like shaking his head, you know, because it it represents me absolutely. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, come on, fellas. <laughs> well, no, no, no. In our defense, you said pull up. So if you say pull up, that means pull up a jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a terrible excuse. Ugh. Whatever works, you know. Whatever works. But so if 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 you don't know Tyler's story, um, Tyler was uh, was in an accident that has created disability for you um, that essentially like you are paralyzed from the waist down, correct? Yeah. Um, and because of that, your life has changed significantly. So, you know that that's kind of the the basis of this is hey listen like you know you were you were a young man with a bright future you know you had a lot of plans um that kind of you you hit a wall that everything changed and now seeing what god is doing with you is really the the, the arc of your story and so let's let's just start from the beginning like just what was what was life like for you before the accident uh before the accident, I was just trying to, you know, 
know, I thought I was living the rock star life, you know, because I was rodeoing, I was doing really good, succeeding. And that's what I planned on doing for the rest of my life, you know. You know, ro- roping necks, cashing checks, just, <laughs> you know, just, just living a big party. But uh, I, it was kind of when I was, you know, speaking at the in the gym, it was kind of kind of weird because that was the the same uh, same gym where you know, ten years previous, you know, I call it the the house that the Fab Five built. The, you know, <laughs> I consider myself God's gift to Leesburg. You know, the man, the myth, the legend. It was. It was I know all, you talked about somebody retiring your jersey and they hadn't done that yet. Yeah, so. I thought I was number ten on the court, number one in your heart, but I guess that wasn't true. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was. I was kind of. I'd, if I had to put it one way, I'd, I'd say I definitely had one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world. Yeah, because you grew up in the church. Yeah, I, I've, I was I was baptized when I was like fifth grade. What I think, church but, did you go to? Uh, Danville Church of Christ, okay. just outside of Hillsboro. Yeah. So, yeah, I was. Yeah, sometimes, well, maybe more than a couple times, mom dragging me to church, that, leaving skid marks. But hey, she <laughs> she made sure. So I gotta be thankful for for that. But just really kind of living one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the in the in the world. Just saying, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be at church on Sunday, but what through the week, it's a whole different story. So explain that, like, and and how did you? I think a lot of people do that, but how did you justify that in your mind? Like, did you feel like, hey, listen, I'm a good person? Did you feel like, I mean, did you have moments at, at where you knew, like, this is not okay, this is not right, but, like, I don't care? Like, what what, how, like, what, what did that look like? Uh, yeah, that was just kind of, I'd, I'd say, you know, well, you know, just say, oh, I'm saved by grace, so that just... It's not what that means. It doesn't mean you can go out and do whatever you want and, you know, kind of focusing more on myself instead of, you know, you know, being humble. And that's one thing that when you're not humble, God will humble you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's a blessing. You don't really see it that way a lot of times. But, you know, it's it's kind of a, a tough pill to swallow. But when we learn to be realize how weak we truly are on our own that's when god can step in and can, can show you how great and powerful he is and yeah that's where the the magic's at you're right and and i think it's it's like you say i mean the big thing there is there are a lot of things in our lives that that come at us that automatically we 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 cannot associate that with god because of maybe how difficult it is for us but time usually is it clears things out, you know, to the point where we can look back and say, wow, you know, God definitely had his hand in this. I, I didn't like it. I didn't want it. But there's no doubt he was in that. All right. So so you're living that lifestyle. You're when when you're younger, you know, and, and kind of go on. What did what did that look like going from high school to college and then and then, you know, even into, you know, uh, the accident? Uh, yeah, so right out of high school, I was planning to, you know, just say, peace out, Leesburg. I'm, I'm going to conquer the world. You know, my number one goal, the only thing I really cared about was winning a world title rodeo. I didn't care who or what I had to burn, you know, what kind of bridges to burn, you know, how I treated people. But, you know, I was kind of getting that success. And then 
the next fall the plan was to go to college at Ohio State. And I told my mom that I was pre-vet just to, you know, keep her happy. But in all honesty, I was just sitting there. I was just planning on going to Ohio State, you know, watching the Buckeyes play football on Saturdays and then just end up dropping out and, and rodeoing, which, you know, looking looking back, that's a blessing that this accident happened. You know, that was just set myself up for failure. Right. But, you know, and then in, during uh, over Thanksgiving break, I was in a car accident and uh, ended up waking up in the hospital, so. Now you had told a you had told um, a story about talking to uh, a professional rodeator at the time. Um, the that was that was before the accident, correct? Yeah, that, you were doing a project of some kind. Yeah, I was in like an equine science, like equine one hundred and one, and a part of the our midterm paper was we had to write a paper. You know, we had to interview somebody in the equine industry. So, you know, I shot my shot and just uh, tried to slide into the DMs of the current world champion at the time. And he was my idol. Dude, that never happens either. Like, <laughs> if, if if you if you send that, because we've, we've tried uh, stuff like that here. Like, even, like, getting guests and things on. Like, messaging, you know, individuals or whatever. Or even, like, myself. Like, you know... Uh, there are guys that I really look up to in, in, in preaching or things like that. And I've, I've found ways to email them and they don't usually ever respond. So this is, that was kind of a big deal. Like, yeah. And like, that was like, he was my hero all growing up. Cause you know, he was a great roper. He was the best roper in the world at the time. But what I really liked about him was his faith, you know, deep down, that's what I wanted my faith to look like. Instead of, you know, kind of the things of the world that I was holding on to, you know, he, in his life, you know, he had, he had had a stroke that they said, basically, all you can do is, you know, water, water your flowers, you know, anything else. If you get hurt, you know, that's gonna, it's gonna be tragedy, but he, you know, battled through that and ended up winning the world title later. Wow. You know, his, his best friend, he was, uh, in the truck and trailer when somebody hit him head on, killed his best friend. And then he had like one of the best horses that I've ever seen, uh, just let itself out of its stall and end up getting hit on the road. So they're just all things that should have, and you know, anybody could have said, if he just hung up the rope there and just said, Hey, I just want to quit. You know, nobody would really blame him, but he just kind of used that, to, you know, push him forward and to kind of use that as a platform. Right. But, when I got to, when he said, he's like, yeah, I'd love to interview you. I was like, we started, you know, all the boring questions that I had to do for the, the midterm, like just basic questions. I didn't you, really, you really didn't like the schooling stuff. No, I, I, I well, I, I hadn't had senioritis like first grade. Like I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's, he was on the way out. Is that, yeah. yeah like, is I, that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely was a thing. I, I think my son has it and he's in kindergarten. He's in kindergarten. That's yeah. I definitely didn't go to Leesburg to play school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that was like going through that interview, just kind of talking to, you know, basically your idol would, be like if you're a basketball player just talking to michael jordan on the phone for a half hour like i i remember like i was sitting on my top bunk in my dorm just like a 
like a little schoolgirl, like like just hanging on every word he nervous. said. Nervous? Were you yeah. nervous? Oh, I was. I was shaking like a sinner on Judgment Day. I was, <laughs> but it, like we just kept talking and you know, kind of talking about our plans and how I didn't really want to go to school and that I just wanted to rope and you know, he kind of we we're kind of talking about different things such as you know, kind of transferred over our faith. That's where it really you know it took a whole different turn that conversation. Kind of, he was kind of telling me, you know, you know, it's easy to be a Christian, you know, when things are good, but you know, when when you're rock bottom, you know, it's it's a whole different story to you know hold your hands up and praise God in those situations. And one thing that I'll I'll never forget is he he had he had used the line when in his his acceptance speech and his world title, just you know, ten months earlier, but he's like. You know, you don't have to win a world title to fulfill God's purpose for your life. You know, as long as your heart's still beating, God's got a purpose for you. Mm-hmm. you know, he's not through with you yet. And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. But I'm I'm gonna win a world title. But then if you fast forward a month later, you know, I found myself waking up in a hospital bed with tubes coming out of everywhere. And I say everywhere, they're coming out everywhere. Mm-hmm. But just being that. I, I can't explain it anything more than like a, a God thing that it, that's a situation where you should, you know, feel bad for yourself, you know, just poor me, but it's us. I, I wasn't sad. I was just that, that piece that passes understanding, just right. knowing that, you know, you know, those, those words, you know, that he said kind of in the back of my head, you know, as long as your heart's still being God's not through with you yet. And that's, you know, that's kind of, the mindset I've had ever since. So the night of the accident, what was that? Like, take us through, you know, kind of the events of that night. And, 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 and then of course you, you wake up and you have no idea probably at the time, like it, what had happened, you know, right before that or whatever. But like, what, what, what did that night look like? I'm, I'm not real sure exactly of the details. Cause like I hit my, hit my head and like, I don't remember really you know a week before or a month after the accident so it's all that, really that's all kind of a black area but just because of the because of the ac- because because yeah. of the impact of the accident yeah like they uh, that traumatic brain injury you know got that cte brain i guess <laughs> <laughs> well shoot man what so you wake up and first person you see uh, just, just like there was just all kinds of people. And that's, that's one thing I, I love about, you know, being from a small town like this is just, you know, you know, the, the waiting room is constantly full of people just, you know, sitting there and, and that's where you, a lot of people, you know, they come in and they'd be crying to see you. And that's when I felt like I had to be strong for them too, because, they're here to support me, but they're crying, so I gotta feel like I gotta support them. And it's just knowing that you, there's that many people that love you and that are praying for you, and that's, you know, that's that's one thing you know having so many brothers and sisters in crisis. Right. I was, um, I looked up, um, I googled you <laughs> because I wasn't uh, really sure. Um, yeah, a lot was, of your story. That's scary. Right. Uh, but I found. Um, the letter that your mother wrote to the newspaper 
And um, that was pretty intense to know that, you know, at a particular time her church was praying for you and I, and, and she wasn't there. And then she found out later, I think that was when you opened your eyes. Yeah. And, and um, so her, the church was praying for, you know, um, him and, and just that there were that many people lifting you up and, um, you know, and your mom being able to experience that again. Was, I mean, it was, it's an intense letter. It's, uh, it's very well written and it, it opened my eyes up to see, you know, like some of the hardships and, um, and, and what's God, what God's done in your life a little bit. Yeah, that's, you know, always like in my bedtime prayers all through high school and everything, I would always just say, God, just let me rope you. Let me rope your will. That was my way of saying, hey, God, let's let's keep this going. Let's keep keep winning these rodeos. You know, let's keep the party rolling. And then, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll stick my finger in, in the air and give you praise and wear a cross around my neck neck you know, just to let people know I'm a Christian but you know that's that's really God had a whole different thing about you know using me for his letting his will be done in my life right because I've always like clung to Philippians 4:13 is you know I I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me but that after my accident that that whole passage took a whole different meaning for me because you know god's at work in all things and you know in all things you have to praise him so you know you're you're laying in the hospital clearly you're realizing like there's some there's some issues here there's some problems but you know, as you begin to talk to doctors and nurses and parents and, and as they begin to explain the situation, I mean, you're starting to get bad news after bad news, I'm sure, in this. What was that like? Like, emotionally, what was that like? I mean, initially, did you automatically just say, oh, God, you're awesome in this? Or was there a was there a time where, you know, you know, that there was some anger you know, with God in this, like what, what was the process? Like, you know, just going through that. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't say I was mad at God, but it's just like, how do you really like, you had plenty of chances just to take me out. Like, why are you just, you know, why'd you keep me alive just for all this it's bad news? But you know, it's in those tough times that you can really, really, you really need to lean on your faith. Not on, not your own understanding. What did that process look like for you? Because I mean, clearly you're you're having to. I mean, I, I'm sure throughout this whole thing, like there's a hope. Okay, M- maybe it's not as bad as 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 it looks. Maybe maybe there will be a miraculous healing in this. Maybe there will be. I mean, there's you, countless things that could that can keep you hanging on to a hope that hey, listen, my fate is not to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. Like I mean. Clearly, our human minds do that. But you know, as as you see more and more the reality of what this future is going to be, you know, what? How did you hang on? Like, what? What? What was going through your mind? I mean, take us through the good and the bad of that. Yeah, like, well, in a like the inpatient rehab, first they started like, I don't know, like it's because I've had concussions through rodeo and and through 
playing basketball and all that other stuff. So I I, I know, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not firing all on all cylinders. Well, but, clearly, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's. But uh, like they had me in like these like super like basic like it was kind of it was really sad looking around like it was basically like these like you play cards with everybody's wearing helmets and like they're real real bad but and you're just like i shouldn't be here like i was like what am i doing and then like the doctors they were like well so i was like okay like should i take a semester off or should i sign up for classes now she's like i don't know i tell you like your your brain damage is way too much to ever think about going back to school. Are you serious? Yeah, and that's why I was like, oh gosh, because like my whole life, if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm gonna do it just for spite. So I'm like, oh well, I gotta graduate college now. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so yeah, like, but that's that's one thing that you know I, I think about that sometimes. Like, oh, I was like, oh. so was it easy to find like? those small things to like set goals. Like they say something like you're never going to walk again and you say, well, you'll see type of thing. And, or you're not going to go back to school and you're going to be like, okay, like you'll see. Is that, was that kind of the mentality throughout? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause, uh, like what is it? Occupational therapy. They had to teach you how to cook and stuff. And I, I told, I told the old boy in there, I said, listen, I was like, I'm no Betty Crocker. I was like, we're not going to, we're not going to cook. Like, I'm gonna have them bring in a, a roping dummy, and I'm gonna practice roping during this. Really? Yeah. So, like, I'd be roping out in the middle of the, the hospital hallway, <laughs> Just, and they let you get away with that. Yeah. They're, just, they're like, oh, uh, okay. I was like, like, well, we should cook. I was like, I ain't cooking. Like, I <laughs> so, can, I, I to this day, before. that part of your brain is gone. The cooking part, like, yeah, just doesn't exist. No, like, I. I Hey, I'm I'm pretty pretty much a chef on the air fryer now. So <laughs> <laughs> those things are awesome. Yeah, those air fryers they're they're the bomb. Um, so okay, so so you're kind of you know with with how extensive it was did did it go back that far to where you had to relearn a lot of things like yeah, like a lot of it picked up like my. It was kind of weird. Like my my long term memory was fine, so I didn't really have to learn like basic things. But like my short term memory, like it's it's gone. Like it's still to this day. Like that's you know I'll meet people. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And then it's like, oh, don't want to be like, what's that? Fifty first dates, ten second Tom. <laughs> but I'm not quite that bad. But yeah, like it, it was definitely, and especially you know being in a wheelchair, you got to think about things that you don't really have to think about, you know, when you're, you know, just regular, you just, just do it. And it's like, okay, how am I got to plan how to do this? And, and you just gotta, it's, it's tough, but that's where being a, a stubborn cowboy kind of, <laughs> it kind of comes that comes in play there. So then you're, you're getting back home. You're, you're starting to recover in the reality of, you know, using a wheelchair, you know, having a vehicle, you know, that, that, you know, has extra, you know, parts to it that, that make, you know, you mobile and those types of things. What, what was that process like? Was it, were there a lot of frustrations? Were a lot of bad days? 
or were you able to keep a pretty optimistic, you know, mentality through that? I mean, what did a bad day look like for Tyler, Tyler Ayers? Yeah. Like I, I would, I'd like to say it was all sunshine and rainbows there. You know, I, I have so much faith in God that I, I never have a bad day, but that'd, that'd be a lie. <laughs> yeah. For all I mean, of us. I, I, I still have those bad days, but you know, in those bad days, it just, a lot of times he's like, okay, like I'm relying on my own strength, my own understanding. When you just need to let go and let God, it's, you know, uh, you know, the battle belongs to him, but it's a lot harder in real life to, yeah. to do that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's again, like these high points and even like, like even t- tonight, you know, we're sitting here having a conversation. It's easier to kind of look at the positive side of that than the negative. But the reality is like most of us, most days are living in that negative. Like we're living in that where we're, we're not on this high, you know, where, where God is close to us at the, in the, you know, in those times, most of the time we're like the discipline of getting up and reading my Bible and, and the discipline of, you know, uh, having a regular prayer time or reflecting Christ-like things while I'm parenting or, you know, having a conversation with my spouse or whatever, you name it, right? Or something happens, goes wrong and, and, and choking down the words that I want to (laughs) say, you know, that's, that's where we live most of our life, you know? And so, you know, to pretend like, you know, it's like you say, you know, rainbows and sunshine, you know, that's, it's not a fair representation of, you know, of our God in the in the life He calls us to, but but it's in those times of of peace in those days together to where you know we continue to turn to Him that real growth can happen. Um, have you experienced that, and what's that been like for you? Yeah, like definitely. I hate to admit it, but I was definitely the the definition of that lukewarm Christian. You know, I just wasn't all in. Yeah, I was. You know, they they say you know leave all all your worries, all your sins at the foot of the cross, and I would, but then sometimes I'm like okay, let's let's take some of these back and yeah. let's let's try to do it on our own there. But really, just you know, just fully you know like that old song, you know, I surrender all. Just knowing, just hey God, this is I've I've made a mess of this, but let's make this mess my message. Just letting, letting God get the glory for all of it. You know, He's at work in all things. What's some of the like high points that you've seen, like God doing like really big things in your life? What are some things that you'd say like these are these are moments, these are times, these are things that have happened that probably never would have or could have, you know, but because of this situation, because of your willingness to kind of give it to Him, like doors have been open or things have happened that maybe wouldn't have well like i mean last week you you wouldn't ask a a self-centered punk to come talk to the the senior class about how god works through them and just knowing that yeah you know being in wheelchairs people see you know people in wheelchairs yeah it's kind of a you know kind of catches their eye and a lot of times they'll give you the whole pity party just knowing like you're stronger than that and there's they kind of want that that strength and that you know people think that I got it all together and everything's 
you know, it's all good. But yeah, I, I have my demons that I fight still. You know, they, there's those bad days, but just knowing that God can work through anything and yeah. just knowing that, you know, I've had people that, you know, they'll, they'll text your Facebook message that you just never really talked to them before. They're just like, Hey, can you pray for me? I'm like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. But now you like, have a pretty big imprint on Facebook, right? Like you're, you, you make, you, you post a lot of things and you, you've talked a lot about your life on there. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I'm not in Facebook jail, I'm, <laughs> but that's a totally different story what no i don't know this story do what i don't know this story no you just you get thrown in facebook jail for saying anything nowadays but, <laughs> <laughs> but no like yeah social media is is a great tool and that that's the same reason why it could be a great tool to glorify the kingdom is the reason why it's garbage a lot of times it mm-hmm. just you know i i love it and i hate it at the same time yeah. just knowing that you can really get your message out there but the world's coming with their message 10 times harder and it's yeah. just trying to fight through all that noise and so you have seen a lot of good response to that though like what's what 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 does that look like what you know as far as using that as a as a means to kind of share your story and share your faith yeah just kind of getting to outreach that you know, I I would never, you know, be able to touch that many people, and that that many people know my story and know how God works through me and how God can work through them too. It's I, there's nothing special about me. I'm I'm more screwed up than most people probably, but God God loves screwed up people evidently, mm-hmm. and just knowing that hey, like you're going through a tough time, I've been there. Like I can I can definitely relate with you there but you know I, you can have that that same you know peace that i have knowing that you know as, as dark as it may seem to be that god is going to be working through you no matter what have you has that ever led to like a uh, like a phone call or a personal conversation with someone that maybe what you wouldn't had if without that yeah uh one it was uh during the quarantine it was probably about this time last year. There's this guy that I I knew through rodeo, and like he sent me a Facebook message, and I was like, he's like, he's like, hey, uh, he's he started out. He's like, you're a praying man. I said, yeah. He's like, hey, can can you call and pray for me? And like he, it was, it was a terrible situation. Like his his sister was dying in the hospital. And he wasn't allowed to go into the hospital, but he just wanted somebody to pray for. And wow. I mean, I'd like to say that my prayer like healed her, but unfortunately she passed. But just knowing that you can pray over somebody in that situation where I didn't really know him from Adam, really, you know, or you know, your Facebook friends, but how, how close are you to most of your Facebook friends? Right. Yeah. How, do you feel like so what so what does it change as far as like your involvement in in your in in local ministry and your your local church and all that like what does that look like now compared to before yeah like um definitely i, d- I do a lot more of like you know communion meditations help help and speak and they let you they let you talk in church yeah that's who is your uh, preacher <laughs> Yeah, they had Darren. Darren was hard up for people, I guess. So. 
that's that's how I landed here. <laughs> he said yes. That was the problem. Don't yeah. say yes. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I found out from you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we've got you sign up for three more engagements before this tour is over. So, uh, yeah, that's one, one thing that I, you know, if if you tell God, you know, hey, use me, let let me be your hands and feet, He's going to. Yeah. Which you probably use that to to my to your advantage for me, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah for sure. But yeah, I was, for sure. I was talking to somebody this week, and they're like, "Hey, like we loved it. it. You're such a great public speaker." I was like, "No, like I was, I was, ugh, I was so nervous. I, I hate public speaking. I hate <laughs> doing any of this. But you know, you say, hey, God, use me how you want.' He's he's going to. Yes, he is. And it's just uh, this isn't." This isn't in the good book, but uh, the Apostle John Wayne once said that, <laughs> you know, what what is it? Fear, fear is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. I mean, you you had a big reach at the uh, at the event there at the high school, uh, even from just community members that I've heard talk that that aren't graduates, that just family and friends that were happen to be there, were lucky enough to be there. Um, you, you have a big, a big reach. And I mean, from what I know, you did a great job for what it's worth. And, um, and it's just, you know, and that's really where I started to hear your name again was after that event. And so, I mean, that's, that's an awesome thing that's God's, you know, able to use you and, you know, and push you through that, that fear and fright for sure. So you went back to college. Yeah. Did you get your degree? Yeah. Uh, got a double major in business and accounting. Oh, wow. So what are you doing nowadays? Uh, working as financial advisor over in Wilmington. So. For what company? Uh, Prudential. Prudential. So. And when and when did you start there? Uh, well, I I came out of college and I started working with uh, Modern Woodman, their fraternal financial service company. And then uh, here this year, I've transitioned my practice over to Prudential. So. And going well? Is it good? Like, what's it what's it like? Uh, yeah, it's it's. It's a it's a day to day, you know. They they say if if you aren't trying to trying to quit or th- thinking you screwed up and made the wrong career move, then you're not taking a big enough step. But you know, really, that's kind of you know what they always say that if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough dreams, and mm. you're really not letting God get all the all the shine He should. That's, yeah. Now you uh, you had uh, a young lady with you the other night. So is this pretty serious? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, over live radio, we're going to talk about it. But. Yeah, about your love life. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, when I said we put everything out on the table, we're definitely. I said <laughs> we. I said if it gets personal, can we go there? You said you gave me permission. No, but yeah, like no, like yeah, I love her to death, and like she's really a godsend. That you know, she's really keeps me, you know, centered on you know things that I. Do you want to give a shout out? You can say her name. Yeah. Emily Denon, you know, it's just, where did you meet Emily? Uh, well, like I, I team worked with her, with her cousin back in high school and then we just kind of always ran in the same circles and really I just burnt so many bridges. I had to go all the way to Springfield to to find, (laughs) find a girl that didn't hate me or one of my (laughs) friends. Now that I can believe for sure. So how did, how did this start? Like, was it like. You just saw her on Facebook and thought, you know what? Yeah, I was like, hey, what's I'm going to put on the TA charm. 
Yeah, I was like, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> and it worked. And she responded. Yeah. Hey, that's, you know, I, I consider myself like a, a Hall of Famer in uh, baseball. Well, they say, you know, strike out seven times out of ten, but if you hit it three times out of ten, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good philosophy, especially in the dating realm. So, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together like three and a half years. Holy cow. Yeah. And you're not married yet? Well, you see the economy right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, I feel like that. that's probably coming here pretty soon. <laughs> Shane put the gauntlet down? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Like, see, I was like, I always told her, like, I oh, see, like, we, all my friends, if, if you jump them in line, they're old oh, ladies, they're going to get mad. Now they're just dropping off like flies. I'm just like, yeah. oh, wow. You have had several of your friends go down fast over the last little, little bit. So, yeah. yeah so, just, so the writing's on the wall then. Yeah. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> he really seems like, uh, you know, kind of uncommitted on that. Like, really, like really I diving in. I say that. Okay. No, he's, he's there. Nah. Give me your your marriage assessment then here. here. Oh, he's, what, what The over-under. Give me an over-under. How old are you? Well, I'm 30, so technically I, I skipped my first divorce in Highland County. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're there. I, I was 30, <laughs> I don't even remember, 34 when I got married. If yeah. I had another kid right now, I would be almost 60 when that kid graduated. Yeah. Just do it. No, That's absolutely fine. not. I, no, you, we talk about commitment, uncommitment. I'm telling you right now, it's not happening. Not gonna do it. We'll see. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Why, how did this? How did this conversation switch to me having another kid? <laughs> <laughs> Golly <laughs> sakes! Where? I mean, how I, did we get here? <laughs> I, I think we're safe. I know Taylor's not gonna listen. Yeah. Uh, is your wife gonna listen? I mean, there's potential, but if I with. Tyler on, she probably will actually. Yeah, fair enough. Dang it. She just likes me more than you. It's all right. <laughs> she she was she was really impressed the other night. She really was. She was uh, pretty excited when I told her that you were gonna be on here. So it wasn't just Nelson and I talking about just we random talk, things. We talk about the easy subjects. Yeah. Yeah. The last time him and I got together we were talking about uh was it L G B T Q plus. Oh man. Yeah. And then the time before that, it was gun control. We take the easy we ones. Should have, we should have got you on there for this. So what are your thoughts on those two <laughs> topics since we've got you here? <laughs> you don't have to answer those questions. <laughs> we ain't got enough time. So, you know, kind of walking through some of this and hearing some of this, like, you know, if you had to say, you know, this is this is the theme of like what God has done in and through you over the last several years, you know, from from the accident to now. Like, you know, what what would you? I mean, knowing that there there are people listening to this, like, what what is the one thing or the few things that you would say? Hey, listen, like, like these these are the lessons God has taught me that have been most important. And that I think can be a blessing to you as well, you know, if if you really seek him in this. Yeah, uh, just, just definitely back to uh, you know, as long as your heart's still beating, God's not through with you yet. Knowing, yeah. knowing that, you know, 
thinking about, you know, you become paralyzed, you're in a wheelchair. How's God going to get the glory in that? You know, he'd get the glory a lot more if I was winning a rodeo, which really, you, you don't find it in the Bible, but God doesn't care about the final score of a basketball game or who wins a rodeo. He cares about the, you know, the hearts that you, you bring to, to Christ. And that's really just knowing that you may be having a tough time. You may think you're down and out, but just God's still got a purpose for you. And being a Christian doesn't mean that you just flip the switch and everything is, you know, a lot easier and there aren't any bad days because it's actually, there's probably more because now, you know, the world, you just put a target on your back, basically. Mm. Yeah. Any other shout outs you want to give? No, I think I think we covered it all. Okay. Okay. Well, Nelson, anything else? We don't care. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Yeah. He always reaches over and mutes my mic, so I can't say anything anyway. <laughs> Shut that down. Beep. <laughs> no, uh, Tyler, I uh, do really appreciate you coming and being on with us, man. Um Appreciate you being willing to, you know, share your story and to allow God to to use that. Um, because you're right. I mean, Scripture tells us He uses the weak things, you know, the insignificant things, at least from a world standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, to shame the strong, you know. And the strong is winning a championship with a necklace on and pointing up in the sky, you know. In our culture, that's what everybody's aspiring to. Nobody says, I want to be the guy, you know, that that happens to. But in the times that I've seen God, you know, work most powerfully, it's been through men like you who say, listen, whatever happens, to God be the glory. Um, and and remove themselves in humility and vulnerability to allow God to work through them in whatever way, way he sees fit. And so thank you for being that man. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. And I'll, I'll remember next time I say, Hey, Kevin, just, you say, Hey, can I you come on again sometime? I'm like, yeah, sure. That's You'll be that, married by then. Yeah. So that, <laughs> well, now, now I'm just pushing Dave back even further. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause I said he'd be married. And remember, he says, if anybody says something, then I feel like I have to do the opposite. So oh. you definitely won't be married by the time that we... So have to give her a call on the way out. <laughs> so we're going to have to go through the drive through chapel. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us. Hey, Kevin, you want to end us in a little bit of prayer? Yep. Let's bow our heads. Uh, Father God, I I do I I thank you for this uh, for this young man and and just all all the things that you're doing in his life, um, God and and how you're using him and how he is he he's just willing to allow himself to be used in whatever way you see fit, God and and just over the last couple of weeks that's been to to share his story, you know, just not not only to a few high schoolers but now on a podcast, God and and in so many other ways and I just I pray that you continue to bless and open doors for Tyler. Um, as he seeks to serve and love you more, God, and I, and I just I thank you for uh, for his story and what it means to us, and, and encouraging us to to continue to fight the good fight and and to continue to to give you more of ourselves, Lord. So bless us, 
um, be with us, guide and direct us always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're signing out for another week. See ya. See ya.